Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. On today's episode, we are joined by Megan Andrew, and Megan is a wife and mother of two who lives in Chicago. She's been on several design teams and currently works for Scrapbook and Cards Today magazine, which we love here at Scrapbook.com. Megan has a background in interior design and loves the fine details in creating things, which we will get into in this episode. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, thank you for being here. We're excited to dig in. You've got a lot to teach us today and a lot of great (laughs) tips to give us. So we're excited to speak with you as well. Thanks. So let's just start digging in. Tell, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you first got into crafting. Um, so I've kind of been a crafter all my life. I kind of followed in my mother's and grandmother's footsteps. Um, my mom dabbled in everything from knitting, crocheting. Um, my grandmother was a sewer, so she sewed a lot of our doll clothes and my mom's clothes when she was growing up. Um, and, you know, from a from even a small age, I was doing like needle crafts. Um, and then my mom really got into paper crafting. So I just kind of followed in her footsteps. Um, but she loved card making. And um, she had a friend who was a Stampin' Up! demonstrator. And so she would take me as a teenager to her card classes. And that kind of um, started my love for all things paper, really. Oh, that's neat. So she would bring you to the parties. You got to tag along. Yes. And she even would like buy me some things too. Well, to be fair, I think I, I pretty much use all of her stash like while yes. I was growing up, you know? Uh, yeah. So it was, it was really great, but um, you know, so I've always been, always been creative um, and I just had my mom to thank for helping me out. That's great. And then when did you get into the scrapbooking realm? Um, so I know that I kind of pasted photos into my senior yearbook, um, but it wasn't until 2008, after we got married, um, we took a honeymoon in Tuscany. Um, We lived in the UK at the time. And so we just, you know, hopped over to Italy and had our honeymoon. And afterward, I just really wanted to document it. And so that was my first scrapbook. And I think it was like an eight by eight or a nine by nine. Um, It has scrolls and tons of pearls and, you know, brown in it, a lot of brown. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) So, but uh, so that was my first project. That's so fun. And then did you just starting, start submitting layouts to magazines or how did, how did you kind of get your foot in the door as a profession with this? Yeah. So I, we lived in the UK at the time and um, I wasn't working because I was still on an um, engagement visa. We were going through the visa process and um, I really started to love scrapbooking. So I thought, you know, I might as well, um, you know, get some magazines, figure out how to do this. And I think the first magazine I was ever published in, and I, I still have to find this issue, was scrapbook. It was a it was a UK magazine, Scrapbook Inspirations or something like that, and um, 
that was my first publication. Um, and so I think as soon as I got published, I was like, wow, maybe I can do this, you know? Um, so I just started submitting, you know, without any, any hope of, of being here to where I am today. It was just a hobby and something to do for fun and, and to pass the time because I was kind of, um, I was kind of lonely, you know, living in a new country with a new husband and everything. So, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about your experience now, what design teams you've been on and, and what your current job is. Yeah, I've been very blessed, um, in this industry. Uh, I think, um, I will, right now I'm with LE Studio. I'm a coordinator for LE Studio. I have been on the American Crafts Design Team. I think I was trying to remember how many terms I was on the AC team for three or four terms. Um, so I was really lucky to work with American Crafts. Um, I have been on different kit clubs. Um, and Scrapbook and Cards Today started a few years ago when um, Catherine reached out to me and just asked if I could, um, you know, do do a single column for the magazine. And it kind of went from there. So I started on the design team um, and then just had ideas for classes and things like that that we could work together with. Um, and then it, I don't know, like all of the, all of these experiences just snowballed into where I am today. And so now I'm the uh, social engagement coordinator for Scrapbook and Cards today. So I take care of um, all of our blog content. I work with our design team, our guest designers. I uh, coordinate everything for Instagram. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're seeing it, it's probably me there behind the scenes <laughs> pushing the post button. That's so fun. It sounds like a dream job for someone who's into scrapbooking and cards and, and all things paper crafting. Yes. And, you know, I love designing, but I also love the back end of things um, and thinking of different ideas to inspire people. Like, what do, what do people need right now? What's hot that we can show people? How do we help them um, be more creative in the time that they have? I love I love doing that. So. That's neat. Well, you do a great job of it. And like I said in our intro, we love this magazine. So much inspiration. And we get, we look forward every quarter, every season for it to come out with the newest edition where we can just kind of spend our time going through page by page. So we love what you're doing. We love our partnership with Scruff.com. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. So you mentioned a fun honeymoon in Tuscany. Yeah. And um, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, I have two children. I have a nine-year-old and a 20-month-old, so um, I'm pretty busy right now. (laughs) My nine-year-old is doing all the things after school, and then my 20-month-old is just, I just have to chase after him, really. Um, But my daughter, she was born, a lot of people who follow me know her story. She was born in 2013 um, at 25 weeks gestation after I had HELP syndrome. Um, yeah. And so it just came about with no warning. Um, and, and I didn't have a, I didn't have the normal, uh, variation of help syndrome that would have high blood pressure. So they didn't know until like almost the last minute. Um, Mm. so she had to be born, um, emergently and she was just over a pound in weight. And so that kind of put a hold on my scrapbooking for a bit, as you can imagine. Yeah, yes, <laughs> so, truly a miracle baby. She is. She definitely is. And we are really blessed that she um, she is in good health. And um, we had a great team of doctors and healthcare professionals. Yeah. Yes, definitely a blessing. Tell us a little bit about how maybe that experience shaped you or just kind of changed your focus in life overall. 
Yeah, I think when you go through something like that, you know, anything with an illness or something that you experience with a loved one, it really puts things in perspective for sure. Um, you know, I, you know, the, the phrase don't sweat the small stuff. Well, I, I really don't anymore because yeah. um, I just look at all the bigger things that could go wrong <laughs> and uh, and realize how blessed we are. So, um yeah, I, my motto is really everything is fixable um, mm-hmm. because if if it's not life-threatening like that, then we can deal with it, right? Um, and so I definitely put that towards my, my crafting, my paper crafts right now. Um, I don't stress. <laughs> I just try to, I just try to enjoy the process. Oh, I love that. I think that's so important in, in life in general. It really does bring a perspective to it of you know, we can get through this and it, it's not that big of a deal, you know, it if, does. You've, you've, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I never wish anything bad on anyone else, but I think a lot of times that if, um, if people had stepped in my shoes, they would, they would totally get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like everything is, is going to be okay. Right. Right. So, yes. and it's something I tell my daughter all the time, everything is fixable. That's great. So yes. How do you kind of then take that to the crafting world and and use that in your your day-to-day with your crafting or with your job? Well, I mean, I kind of tell myself it's only paper, right? It's only paper. Um, Even if I have only one sheet of it, there's going to be another collection that comes around that'll have another sheet of paper that I absolutely love. So if I mess this one up or make the wrong cut, it's no big deal. Um, I also think that, you know, sometimes people put so much pressure on themselves because there are memories, right? And they're so special to us and these photos are so special that I think some people um, put pressure on themselves to make the perfect page or the perfect pocket page. And it doesn't need to be like that. I think the most important thing is that the memory is there, your words, the story is there. And so, you know, especially when I'm teaching, um, either online or in person, um, which I've been lucky to do at the Crop and Create events, um, is that I just tell people, if you if yours doesn't look just like mine, then it's going to be okay. It's mm-hmm. going to be just as beautiful because your photos aren't the same. Your story may not be the same. Um, so yours is going to be unique. And I, I always want people to remember that it's just paper and not That's stress. <laughs> really, really a good reminder. And yes, yeah. you look back at like maybe old albums, you care less about the layout. You're just grateful you documented that moment. So that I is think so true. Can, yeah, yeah, keep our focus on that. That's so important. Yeah, I, I've never gone back and said, why did I choose that embellishment? <laughs> you know? Right. You're focused on the story or what was happening in the picture, and you're just glad that it's in there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I do have to say, though, your layouts are gorgeous. Um, so much inspiration on your Instagram and in the magazine and um, just everything that you do. So you do have an eye for design and, and tell us a little bit about you, you, I guess, majored in interior design. Is that correct? That was yeah. your background? Yeah, my degree is in interior design and I'm still a registered interior designer. Um, I keep up my, <laughs> my certification just in case. Uh, but yeah, I think design is, is so important. Um, and I think a lot of people will get into this hobby and not understand just how powerful design is for their pages. Um, because so many of 
the decisions that I make are based off of, you know, the, I think the three most important principles of design to me are uh, balance, contrast, and emphasis. Um, and whether you're doing a scrapbook layout or you're designing your living room, I think all of those things, or, or say you're creating an ad in, in the Scrapbook and Cards Today magazine, right? Those, those three principles are just as important across everything. Oh, I'm excited. Let's dig in. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's start with balance and talk about balance and how that can help us in a layout. Because sometimes you look at a layout and you're like, yeah, my layout just doesn't look right. And sometimes it is the balance, right? That's it's, off. Yeah, I, th- I really think that balance, if you get the balance right, you're going to love your layout. Because, you know, and a lot of times um, it's according to what your focus is on your layout. Most people, it's the photos, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have your larger pieces of your layout, like your pattern paper. Maybe you have big pieces of pattern paper paper, or you have a very large title. Um, So you want to get the big things balanced first. And when I say balance, we're talking about visual balance here. Um, So... Every object that you place on a page holds visual weight. So whether that's because it is darker, it has more contrast, Mm -hmm. um, it has brighter colors, those hold more visual weight. It has a heavy pattern that'll make things appear more visually heavy. Um, Your photo is usually the focus. So when you put that down, uh, you want to balance that across the page with something else. So maybe a pattern paper, or if you place a photo at the upper right-hand corner, maybe you place your title at the bottom left-hand corner so that you can balance that. Um, Or you could do something that I love to do, which is a go-to design, and just put everything in the center. And that's kind Uh of a centrally focused, uh, centrally balanced page. And Um, then just build out from there. Exactly. In the middle. Okay. That's a that's a great go-to design for me, um, but I think once you get that balance where where you get things visually the weight um, balanced on the page, then you can say, oh, that feels right, and then move on from there by placing your embellishment too. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that, like with the embellishments, and like is that going into the emphasis part of things or? Yeah, it can do. So with uh, with your um, embellishments. So there you're adding things with different textures maybe um, and that can definitely emphasize things. So say you create a frame around your photo of die cuts and you know pops of color and just fun things. That's really going to emphasize your photo more. Um, you can also Uh, create emphasis by say you place a brighter color behind your photo so maybe you uh, make a photo mat behind your photo of like a pop of color Mm -hmm. that will emphasize your photo because your eye is going to be drawn by that brighter color right so anything and this goes into contrast too yeah Um, contrast is is pretty much wrapped up in all of the principles of design, right? Uh, Because contrast literally means putting two dissimilar things next to each other. Because your brain looks at that and says, oh, that's different. So that Mm -hmm. makes it interesting, right? So you can have contrast in color, contrast in texture, um, you know, contrast in shape or size. And you definitely want to have contrast in all of these areas because it makes for a more visually appealing page. But when you do have that contrast on your page, 
it creates more emphasis because your eye automatically wants to go to what's different, right? And check it out. Yes. Would that also apply to like when you're doing different fonts in your titles? Like yes, the contrast there? Yes. I'm a big fan of titles. Like they are my, one of my favorite things. So usually after I place my photo and I have my pattern paper sorted out, the title is the next thing I go toward. Um, because I think your title, not only does it create a lot of visual interest, um, but it can also introduce your story. So it can kind of give a precursor to what your page is about. Um, but in the title, I love to use, you know, two to three different types of fonts. I like to make the main words of my title more prominent. So maybe you use a larger, thicker one that has glitter or one that's a brighter color for the most prominent word. Mm -hmm. And then you take the words that are not as prominent, like, you know, say, um, say it was a beautiful day. I wouldn't make the A as big as beautiful, right? I would right. use a smaller sticker, maybe something a little bit more neutral. And then I would use beautiful in a big, bold font with glitter or something like that. Yeah. Because that, that screams beautiful to me. And then um, do something different, like a handwritten font for day. Um, and when those kind of mesh together, it makes for a really um, visually interesting, like, you know, title. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, beautiful day. Um, so <laughs> yeah. take us through then your process when you're getting ready to create a layout. If you were to like sit down and like, okay, I've got these, these photos. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to put it together. Where do you start and just kind of take us through your process if you can. Yeah. I mean, my process right now looks so different than it used to. Um, just because I have a 20 month old to <laughs> run yes. around after all the time. So I, I rarely get to create during the day. Uh, but a lot of times my process is broken up into snippets of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if the, you know, if the coffee machine is making my coffee, then I'll go on my phone and choose a photo, right? Okay, um, yeah. I'll, I'll edit it right there and then on my phone so that when I go to print my photo on my, on my MacBook, um, I know the photo's already edited. It's beautiful. It's ready to go. And I do print at home. So that, mm -hmm. that helps my process. Which um, printer do you love? I always have to ask everybody. Uh, the Epson Picture Mate. Okay. Yeah, I love my Epson. I, I have a Canon as well. And I, th I just think the color is much nicer with the Epson. Okay. Good so, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm usually right now working with product for an assignment. So I usually already know what collection I'm working with. So that's kind of the first thing I, I, I know that I'm using. So mm -hmm. I will choose my photos based on the colors, the, um, the themes of that, of that collection, but I never create a layout that I don't want in my album. Like I am not, I never create something that is just for an assignment. It's always something that I, th a story that I think needs to be told in my album. Yeah, th that's important because it is yeah. for many reasons, but it stays true to who you are. And it also, you know, is going to give you kind of a, a double bang for your buck, right? So you're going to, exactly. you're going to yes. do it for work, but you get to keep it in your family. Exactly. Treasures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so once my photos are printed, that's when I usually, you know, have everything sat out on my desk. And um, I, I do love, I'm just going to do a little shout out 
to you guys right now for the the stadium organizer. Oh, I love it. Yes. Isn't it so great? Um, Because I find that when this is setting out on my desk and all of this is like displayed beautifully and I even, I don't know if you can see here, but I even will put like my adhesive here. I'll grab some like other little embellishments like pops of color, um, my tiny attacher, my scrapbook.com glue, you know, all the things I put that up front. I have all of my embellishments here, all my pattern papers back here. Um, when that's sitting out on my desk, I feel like I'm ready to go. Yes, I don't have to go and search for things. It's all at your fingertips, right? Yeah. yeah. And even if you're not using all of the same collection, you can go through your stash and almost create your own kit of supplies mm-hmm. that you can put in here. Um, and especially this is, this is what's really fun is that you can mix this up for different seasons you know, so all the new stuff oh, yeah. is coming now. You can um, you can have what's what's on right now, and then when the new stuff comes, you can switch out your collection and have it just sat on your desk ready to go. That's a great um, idea. Yeah, so that's kind of what I do. So I'm ready to go. I have to say too, with that organizer, what I love is you can keep it in your craft room, but then also I bring it downstairs. If my family's watching a movie, it's easy to transport all of your items. Just it pick is. it up and carry it, and then you can kind of craft wherever you are in the house. Yes, so. it is. It's easy to to just grab and move around. It's so it's so sturdy too. That's what I love about yeah. it. It's really you know really sturdy. So holds a ton. Yeah. So okay, I love the tip. You know, just what what you can do in like a ten minute period. Maybe have yeah. a snippet. Exactly. Um, have things at your fingertips so you're ready to go. And then, is there anything else that you kind of do as you're getting ready to dive into a layout? Um, I think that's it. I mean, I always I usually film. Even if I don't get a chance to create a video, I usually film because I find that if I know that the camera is on on me, then I'm kind of going to work more efficiently with what mm-hmm. I have at my fingertips instead of stopping and going across the room to grab something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so all my inks are here. Everything is ready to go. Um, but usually my creative time is at night. Um, so a lot of times if, if I know that I don't want to, be up too late, I'll set a timer. That's and a good I, idea. Yeah. And I keep myself to that. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll be like, okay, I can go an extra five minutes just for this one thing that I want to do. Right. And then sometimes I keep to that time, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, um, something like that. Yeah. So how do you decide then with your photos? Um, like how many to use? Sometimes we get caught up in thinking we have to use every single one that we have from an event. How do you maybe go through that selection process and narrow that down. I am definitely a one to two photo scrapbooker. Um, okay. If I'm doing an eight and a half inch by 11 inch layout, which is my favorite size, or even if I have more room on a 12 by 12, um, I like having that white space. I don't like to crowd my pages. Mm-hmm. And I really think that um, you can choose one or two photos and tell the story with just those. Like, uh, instead of using six or seven photos, which some of them might not contribute to the story as much. Um, so, you know, if it's a photo, say, of my daughter, a really beautiful portrait photo, that might not be a story about an event or something like that. It might be a personal story about her, or something that she's achieved or something that she's done. Um, and that's where those those layouts will be more of like letters to her. Mm-hmm. I always, I always kind of write to my kids. Um, even in my, 
even in my pocket pages, I'll, you know, I'll write this weekend, we, we did this, you know, okay. um, mm-hmm. just because I think, well, I hope someday that my kids will actually read it, <laughs> you know, Yeah. and my daughter already does. Um, so that's the great thing is that she's nine. And so I make traveler's notebooks just for her. Uh, so that I know that she can have those because they're small and easy to easily portable. Um, so I make those just for her. She already goes through those. Um, but what, say, what do you put separately? Sorry, in a no, in a ahead. traveler's notebook versus maybe your albums. Do you think, do certain things in there for her? Yeah, I do. Uh, so I started out with her traveler's notebooks, doing a favorite memory of each month. Oh, cute! It's kind of cool, and and. One of the things, one of my tips um, is that I do pocket page scrapbooking and I do monthly layouts. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I can just look at those monthly layouts and choose one memory from those to pull out and put in her traveler's notebook. I can also look at those monthly spreads and decide what memories that I need to delve more into and do actual layouts for those. So I think my monthly pocket page scrapbooking helps me to kind of plan and prioritize stories. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. It sounds like they all kind of spin off from there. They do. On yeah, they do. On. And if it's a story that's quite personal to her, say, you know, one one that I did is that she was really, um, she really wanted to learn how to jump rope a few years ago. Um, and so that is something that would go into her album because it was like a personal accomplishment for her, Um, you know, or a birthday party. I always put her birthdays in there, things like that. So something that's more personal to her will always go in her album. If it's something that we did as a family, it'll go into our scrapbooking album. And then, you know, all the monthly pocket page spreads, those are just a a mesh of everything. Oh, I love how you've set that up. Those are great ideas. Yeah. So, so going back to the journaling, so I love that you kind of put it in that, um, that personal perspective of, you know, you and you're yes. kind of saying that to her and it's like uh-huh. all these love letters that you're writing to her as you're journaling and thinking about her and she'll know that it, you know, is, it's a message from mom to me, which is really neat. Exactly. Yeah. Any it's other very tips? personal. Yeah. Yeah. Very personal. Any other tips with journaling that you've learned over the years or try to incorporate? I think really, I mean, I am not a huge journaler. I don't write a ton, um, but I find that I journal more efficiently if I type my journaling. Mm -hmm. So my handwriting is very neat. I did architectural writing in design Ah, school. Um, Yeah, but when I'm writing, I'll usually go between, you know, uh, plain writing and cursive writing. And so sometimes it can get a little bit messy when I'm writing quickly. Um, And... I find that my writing is too big to get all the words down on the page. Um, so a few years ago, I went specifically to all typewritten journaling. Okay. And I think it was a great a great thing for me because I can get so much more on my pages. And remember what I said before about balance. Your journaling will take up some of that visual weight, right? And I don't yeah. necessarily want that to be the focus of the page. So for me, if I can get an entire paragraph on a page with a size 10 font in my favorite um, typewriter font, it doesn't take up much room and it's still there on the page, but it doesn't take up the emphasis on the page. Whereas if I would have written that out, it would have been huge, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So yeah. I love, I love typewriting, um, my, uh, my journaling and I do it using, so I, I love temporary adhesive. It's like uh-huh. one of my favorite things. And so what I'll do is I'll usually scan in whatever I'm journaling on. Okay. I'll scan it on, on my flatbed scanner. I'll pop that into uh, my photo editing software. So I use um, Photoshop Elements. I'll type on that, you know, in Photoshop Elements on a separate layer. Mm-hmm. I'll delete the background layer and then run that through my printer. So it's almost like a double printing method, yeah. right? Yeah. Very and it, cool. It works. It works great. So you just say you're doing it on a journaling card, then you just pop some temporary temporary adhesive on the back of that and run oh, it through your printer. Smart. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's like my go-to method. And a lot of people think, wow, that sounds, that sounds difficult, but it's, it's pretty fast. Once you get the hang of it, it's, it's a fast process. That's a great idea with the journaling card, sending it through the printer. I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So great tips on the layouts. Are, do you have any hard and fast rules of, again, things you always do or things that we shouldn't do maybe on our layouts? And I know there's no rules in, in crafting and scrapbooking, but just from a design maybe perspective, are there any rules that you have for us? Yeah, I would say that decide what you want to emphasize on your page. Mm-hmm. So if it's a photo that you love, make sure that that stays the focal point. If it's your journaling, say you want to really tell this story, then maybe print your photo smaller and give your journaling more prominence on a page. Um, decide before you begin what you want the viewer to see first and foremost when they turn that page in your album. And it might, nobody might ever see it, right? But just decide. <laughs> or maybe yeah. all your Instagram followers will see it, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I think keeping to what you want to be the emphasis and focusing on that really helps you to create a beautiful layout. Um, when you lose that focus and you kind of start putting things all over the page, then that's where things start to go wrong. But you can all, everything is fixable. You can always fix it. (laughs) And yes, we're going to keep coming back to that, which I love. Well, I just want to say we are super excited because you are creating a layout specifically for our listeners of the podcast that we're going to post in our show notes. And they'll be able to see how you've used all of these elements, the, the balance, contrast, and emphasis to, to bring together a beautiful layout. So we're excited to see that. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to use my new scrapbook.com goodies to create with. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> well, okay, go back to the everything is fixable. Again, how do you venture out then and maybe try new things in crafting because you have that motto and you're like, hey, I'll give it a shot. Is there anything fun that you've tried lately that maybe you didn't know before? Know how well, to do? Yeah, I mean, you guys were just at uh, the uh, Creativation Show uh, I was yes. there too. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but hot foiling is so hot right now. It is. <laughs> hot it's foiling is hot. Yes. And I've got, I've jumped on the bandwagon. Um, I, you know, I have the, the Spellbinders uh, Glimmer machine and I'm really excited about hot foiling. Now, ask me if I've had a chance to play with it because I feel like you need to allow yourself time to play. And I mean, not create. A, an assignment, not do something that you're going to share on Instagram, just play with it. Do play like, and take experiment. A, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Take a couple of hours. So that's my biggest tip is like, you know, try something new, but don't expect that it's going to be show worthy. 
the first yes. time you do it, right? Um, so I have that to look forward to playing with that. Um, I do love foil. I, I do love uh, like the mediums that you can use with foil. I've already used those with ThermoWeb. Um, okay. And I love those. I think those are so fun. Um, I always love stamping and I love to try new things with stamping. So well, what yeah. is your kind of go-to product right now that you can't live without? My go-to product. Oh my is gosh. Is there something that you just are really obsessed with right now or you use it in most of your layouts? Well, alpha stamps are just something that I always use. I mean, from card making to layouts to anything. I mean, they're just so versatile. You yes. can do anything with an alpha stamp. Plus, you know, when you have a range of ink colors, you can match anything you're creating. I just, I think that those are the best and they're so worth the investment. Just completely yes. worth it. You know, I agree. And all the different yeah. font possibilities that are out there. They're so fun. Exactly. I mean, fonts come and go, but you're never going to find one that, you know, two years later, you're like, I cannot use that font. It'll still be able to be used, you know? Yes. Yeah. Good point. I yeah. love the alpha stickers too. Yeah. <laughs> They're so quick. Yeah. And metal dies. I mean, right now, metal dies, it's another hot thing, right? Yeah. Um, everybody loves metal dies and I do too. I love, I love cutting um, my own frames out of any kind of pattern paper or cardstock. I love cutting words for my titles. Like that's really fun. You can get a stamp sentiment, like a card making sentiment word, mm -hmm. but you can use that for a title. And it looks awesome when you mix and match your fonts, maybe use an alpha sticker with that, um, that die cut. It's just, you know, there's so many creative possibilities with that. That's a great idea. Well, you are so inspiring. I love all of the tips that you've shared with us today. Anything else that you want to share with us before we, we have to wrap it up? I think just, you know, remember that it's only paper. Take a deep breath before you create. And also remember that not everything has to be 100%. I mean, my things are certainly not always 100%. I try to get there, but I don't always nail it. And I think that having your project in your album in a page protector is more important than having it on your desk and tearing it apart because you're not happy with it. So really good. yeah, put it in your album and move on to the next memory. Great, great reminder and enjoy the process, right? Yes. Why we do what we do because we love For sure. the process. So. For sure. Well, tell us, we ask everyone this question, what is one of the most meaningful handmade projects you've either created or received? Yep, I have, I have both. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah. Tell us about both. So when I first started scrapbooking, um, I think for my grandmother's birthday, I made her a shadow box because I had found a photo of her and my grandfather before they were married. Oh, when they were, you know, young 20-somethings. It was so yes. special. My grandfather still had hair and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and so I made a shadow box for her of photos of her and my grandfather and then our family. And I put, you know, those do you remember how big metal embellishments were like way oh, back yeah. then? Like the making yep. memories ones and yep. stuff. I had metal embellishments in there and there was pattern paper. And my grandmother had that in her house until 
she passed away. And I hope oh. I hope my mother has it somewhere. I think she probably does. Oh, you better go find it so you can I know, get I'm going to ask her. I know. <laughs> so that that was the the best thing I've ever created because it, you know, she put it she had it in our living room and she loved it. That's a treasure. It yeah. was. Yeah, it was. And then um the best thing this is has to do with my grandmother. Again, she was really special to me. Uh the best thing I've ever received is this so she used to do a lot of like needlepoint work and as she got older she couldn't do the fine detail needle needlepoint because of her eyes Mm -hmm. and so she started using plastic canvas but she created this uh frame for me for my wedding invitation and oh, she, how neat. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? And she yes. put ribbon through it and there's little pearls on it. And it's just really, it's just really special. So it it stays in my wedding keepsake box. Um, I'm even too afraid to, to hang it up. Uh, but yeah, she, she created that for me and put our wedding invitation on the inside. That is so beautiful. And to know that grandma handmade that, you will absolutely treasure that forever. I love yeah. that. Yeah, she's passed away now. So, I mean, all these things that she has made for me, and I have a lot of things, <laughs> they're, I definitely cherish them for sure. That you do. Those handmade creations are the best. Yes, they are. And you can yeah. tell you've got your creativity goes through many generations. So, yes, it does. Probably got I'm, it from your grandma as well. Yes, I'm blessed in that sense for sure. That is excellent. Well, we sure appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. I have learned so much from you. Appreciate your tips. Always appreciate your inspiration that you give us online and all of the layouts that you create. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to talk to you. I appreciate it. so fun. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us today, Megan. If you want to know more about the items we discussed today or to find Megan online, visit our show notes at scrapbook.com slash podcast. Also, be sure to add the Scrapbooks and Cards Today magazine to your next scrapbook.com order. You are going to love it. You can also shop scrapbook.com where you'll find over 40,000 unique items, and it's the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You'll also benefit from nearly 220,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast as it will help other crafters like you to find it. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric. Yeah.